Hello, hello. Welcome to Festival Talk. Now I'm your host, David Sikorsky, and I'm excited to be back for this week and, and talk a little bit more about festivals. Um, you know, unfortunately, festival season tends to be winding down around the holidays, which makes a little sense. Everyone is kind of going home, and it's not much of a market for trying to bring out people for destination festivals. There are a few scattered niche um, music genre, music festivals that do occur that you can go see. But for all intents and purposes, the festival season is kind of at an end. It'll ramp up again as the weather kind of ramps up again. You know, there's a few other festivals that happen in the snow, which are super fun. There's the Snow Globe Festival that happens in Colorado, which is a, you know, you're just jamming out with a bunch of your friends. Everyone's covered in mittens and wool hats and puffy ski coats. And you're just jamming out to some incredible music out on the side of a mountain. So, there are other festivals, but for the most part, it's over. So, But today, I wanted to speak a little bit more about what happens to be the most rising genre of music currently, and that, of course, is electronic music. The EDM scene, the EDM festival scene happens to be one of the most rapidly growing festivals or genres of music currently out there. To, to, to say that it's not would be crazy. It's very... It's very seen in terms of major festivals. Um, it's crazy to kind of see how major festivals today not only have the main stages, the smaller stages, the local stages, the comedian stage, but almost all of them have an electronic music stage or area that's dedicated and devoted exclusively to electronic music. And that doesn't even include the top name DJs that are performing on the main stages. So again, it's a genre of music that's taking over. It also has a very unique culture of its own. The electronic music festival scene happens to be a very, very close-knit community in terms of the experience is more than just staring at a stage and seeing the performer for 10 hours and then you go home, you know. it's it's has so much more of an experience. It has so much more of everything that's involved in terms of there's very intrusive kind of festivals out here, especially on the West Coast, which are smaller little campout festivals that include other things such as, you know, art, art exhibits or workshops. You can do yoga. You can go hang out by the river and listen to music in the distance while you're hanging out with your friends and enjoying nature. There's so much more involved with just the normal festivals. The festival season itself has actually evolved a lot thanks to electronic music. So today I do have a special guest on who happens to be my personal consultant and expert in the electronic music scene, uh, Adam Mao. Hey, David. <laughs> How's thanks. it going? Yeah, it's going great. Thank, thanks for having me on. Of course. Thanks for coming on today. Um, so quickly, I did want to talk a little bit about how... Hold on a second. Let me try to get this thing going. Uh, cool. Let's see if this works. Yeah, it does work. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, let's get we're, some of the, the background music going and reviving. Fantastic. <laughs> That's what we need, a little mood music. Um, so yeah, tell me a little bit of how you kind of got into both the electronic festival scene and, and a few of your own notable ones or kind of go from there. Um, well, I mean, I guess I've been going to festivals for quite some time. Um, Do you remember your first one? My first festival ever probably was, was the Warp Tour when I was like 13 years old. Really? I think, yeah. I don't think I was watching like No Effects and Bad Religion, all these punk bands and stuff. And, uh, you know, I just got like so hyped on it. You know, it's little, it was all skateboarding and punk and it was just super cool. Yeah. 
And I, I feel like that, that was just the initial, like, you know, taste of what was going on. It wasn't until I moved out to the, to the West Coast in, like, the 2000s when I really kind of started getting into, like, a lot more electronic music and things like that. And, and I kind of just found, I don't know, like, as I, as I delved deeper into it, I think probably my first, uh, first taste of music festival, like, that was probably, like, Burning Man. Really? And maybe, what, 2007, oh, wow. 2008. Maybe Coachella, I think, one of those older Coachellas back in the day. Yeah, yeah. What, what would you say? What's like, how different is the experience from the first world tour to yeah. like, you know, symbiosis this year? It's it's such a, you know, the the difference is like, so it's light years, you know? But I mean, not to say that, you know, uh, rock music festivals are like, kind of don't have the same kind of like excitement and pull. It's just like a different experience where, you know, I feel like you know something more about the electronic music scene. There, it's more all of an all of all encompassing type experience where you know they really do try to dial in their visuals as well as the music and the level of community. People are kind of dancing and you know going nuts together. Yeah, I mean the visuals are kind of one of the biggest aspects of I would say an electronic festival. I think you know you kind of get the sensory Absolutely. experience. Are there are there any like notable visuals that you know you've seen in the past that are just incredible? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I would definitely say EDC was like Electric Daisy Carnival, and, and Las Vegas was just over the top. All right. So, 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 all right. So, let's just say someone has never been. You're telling them the visuals are amazing. Mm -hmm. What would? How would you? How would you paint the picture? Like, let's just put them. Let's just pick them up, put them in there. What are they? What are they looking at? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, here I'll tell you what. I remember. I remember this one time. Alright, so it's Co Coachella a few years back, um, and I don't even remember what music was playing. They had this massive tent, I mean, I don't even know how many, hundreds and hundreds of feet big. You probably fit a couple thousand people inside one of these music tent areas. And I don't know what was going on, I was just kind of wandering, there was nothing, no music really appealed to me at the time, so I just kind of happened to be walking along and I, I caught these visuals that were going on in this tent that was like, I just felt like a moth, like drawn to the flame where I couldn't even look away if I tried. It's this gigantic, you know, a few hundred feet music tent, like huge speaker stacks on the end of it. And the entire DJ booth is covered with LED screens and the entire back wall is covered with LED screens. And they just have this like colors and patterns that are just going nuts. It'd be like crazy little cartoons and stuff like that. This one in particular had all these really crazy, um, like spacey, like geometric patterns. Do you, who, do you remember who it was? I can't remember <laughs> who was playing. I mean, yeah. I, I, I so really remember just remember the visuals. Yeah. And I remember the way they had like these LED lights. The whole tent was white. And so all of the lights like reflected all the way down the whole tent. Oh, and wow. so pretty much the entire thing was just this unbelievably like, oh, I don't even know. <laughs> Dude, that, sounds, that sounds amazing. It was, it was out of control. Yeah. But just, it's, it's, it's a totally different experience seeing electronic music at Burning Man though than at a, a festival that's kind of made for it or do oh, you I think there's well, still aspects? I mean I guess just saying maybe in comparison to that mm -hmm. like um, think another year later at a Coachella maybe it might have been the same year I saw Arcade Fire play on the main stage and which was absolutely you know as far as bands go they're probably one of my favorite bands of all time they're oh, yeah. a really fantastic group their live shows are, are incredible but you know with their live shows they didn't have any visuals it was just them you know, playing. Yeah. And that within itself was really cool, really amazing. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's like, a, just again, a different experience 
where you know like you could feel all these like really good feels and super warm vibes when you're watching a band like arcade fire and they're they'll be tearing it down playing their rock music and it's awesome to dance to but it's just not the same type of i don't know maybe the level of psychedelicness is not there yeah. as much yeah well they have in terms of uh different genres of music there's there, there are like different types of rock festivals too. You know, there's like the local one where you see like the local punk rock bands from some local label. You know, like a small show that's like on a block. You know, which is totally different than going to something like, you know, like Coachella. Mm-hmm. Um, we use that example because it's the most over the top festival anyway to, to yeah. think of. Um, but there's also a difference between something like EDC or you know, Lightning in a Bottle. Yeah, absolutely. What, 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 what's the experience difference? I mean, for those, uh, it probably scale, I think. Um, well, you know, we're say lightning in a bottle is so probably about, I, th- I don't know, at 20,000 people, or maybe 15,000, 20,000 people. It's probably like, a, you know, a mid-sized festival, festival like EDC. You mm-hmm. have 200 to 300,000 people, like just an insane number of people that, you know, when you're in that sea of people. Um, Does it change the vibe? I think so. Um, it, there, there's something about, like, you know, you could have a really cool intimate time or like the same level of like, wow, this is a wild like experience at something like Lightning in a Bottle or Symbiosis, like the mid-sized festivals, really fantastic and beautiful. beautiful. But um, I don't know, there's something about the sensational aspect of having so many people or surround you. You know, it, it just, I, I feel like it really heightens the, the experience because you're feeding off so many people's energy. Where, where in the crowd, what's your ideal spot in the crowd? Uh, kind of like, you know, back, right, by, you know, not in front of the speakers, but, you know, like, you know, enough to, like, catch the sound, like, coming yeah. out of the big stack. So kind of back, right. I you, don't fi- you don't find yourself ever having to be like, we have to get towards the front or, like, let's get right into the middle of the pool. <laughs> I got too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're done pushing yeah. uh, 19-year-olds that left and right out of there. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't got time for that. It's like, I really, I just want to be able to dance and have my own space and wiggle around and, and be weird and... Yeah, yeah. Know. Well, I mean, that's 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 the point too. I've actually never thought about before. You know, the pro- not the it's not a problem. It's a, it's a very unique situation with electronic music. You know, if you go to the Bottle Rock Festival, which was in Napa, and that had um, you know a lot of older bands playing. You know, some people you know that uh, Led Zeppelin there. You know, you're, mm-hmm. not, you're one of the things you don't have to worry about is you know a large rush of a lot younger kids, and electronic music attracts a younger, more energetic crowd. As well as, you know, yeah, oh, to enjoy does. it. But the festivals do have a very large amount of, at least the bigger ones. Have a oh, it's very true. Kids. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it also, too, as you're saying, it, like, there's different, like, age brackets and stuff. Where you say you're at, you're at a festival like EDC where it's a lot of, like, younger people. Uh, I think this year they just made it 21 and up. I'm not totally positive on that. But it, it's typically 18 and up music festival which of course brings tons and tons of lots of kids you know you go to say something like stagecoach or even you know symbiosis a little bit of an older more mature kind of crowd who's going so that also changes the experience as well you know so it changes from yeah you have to you have to do your research yeah yeah (laughs) it's for sure it's you know you got to know what you're getting into i mean you know for me it's definitely it's a lot about the, the music and the lineup and really who's playing and I can kind of put up with some kids and, yeah, you know because yeah. they're having the fun Every, everyone's just everyone's about having fun, fun. Yeah, it's really cool to be around young kids too because they're just so amped and so pumped up that you know yeah, I think yeah. a lot of the times you go to like more mature shows I don't know if you want to call it that but I, it's tough I went to I went to uh, this random festival back in the east coast and I was in I'm like an OG Blues Travelers fan 
<laughs> and, and I, went, I was like, oh, dude, no way. I'm like, I've never had the chance to actually see them live. Yeah. Like, I remember when they came out with, like, that runaround video in, like, 97. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to be great. So I remember, I remember going, and I was super pumped. But the only other people that were pumped to go see T were uh, uh, people of, of, the, of, of an older scale. And everyone just on the, in the front row had picnic blankets laid out and their oh, feet man. against the fence of the front row with like a <laughs> bottle of wine and some cheese and yeah. I'm standing there jumping and I'm like oh man I feel so out of place right now <laughs> you know well that's what you get when you go to those mature type of shows too mature that's, shows that's, oh, you know God, that's, they, the that's, a, that's a blanket and a bottle of wine and <laughs> People are getting upset when you step on their blanket. They got super <laughs> upset. I was jumping around and like my, they were like, "Excuse me, your beer is falling on our blanket." And I was like, oh, "I'm, I apologize for jumping around to the song run around." <laughs> you know, well, I think that I mean maybe that's something else to point out. Like where I've noticed with shows, say on something of a scale like a major festival, like uh, hardly strictly bluegrass where it's almost all acoustic music or rock music bluegrass like you know they always have a very collective lineup yeah but you know the crowd that goes there is like they're all generally like older you know there'll yeah. be families and stuff like that you know young people but it's mainly all you know 30, 30 plus you, you know, know. Yeah. you know what you get and i i think just as as a you know someone who goes there you kind of can't go there anymore because there's i think like half a million people who were there last year, which is yeah. just... Uh, Those are intense. It's, it's insane. I've, like, I've never been to a show that's that gnarly crowd-wise. But you, you, you produce music as well. Yeah, that's right? true. What's the, what's the DJ name you go under? Uh, meow. Meow? DJ Meow? Just meow, just, just straight meow. up. You know, it's you know, we drop the DJ. It's just meow. Oh, nice. Uh, you could find me at uh, SoundCloud.com backslash meow three three zero. Cool. You know, yeah. So, so with that being said, you know, as as a, a, a music producer of your own, and would you would you say that the playlists and what the tracks that you play are skewed towards the bigger or smaller festivals? How do you how does one change that up? Like, do you do the like? Do you really find the vibes, or if you're promoting an album, do you just play that at? Um, well, you know, there, there's a few differences, you know, with things like that. I mean, you definitely, you know, as a DJ, like, you know, one of the best skills you could have is to be able to play to a crowd. Um, any good DJ knows that, and you got to be ready to, to switch it up on the fly. But there is definitely certain tracks that you know you just cannot play in a club. Like if you're playing in a club in front of say 100 people, 200 people, you could play some stuff. But if you're in front of say 10,000 people, you could drop these retarded bangers that people <laughs> would just like you know lose their face to. Yeah. And you know it's okay, but you know you play that same track in a club where there's maybe 20 people on a dance floor. It's kind of empty, and everyone's gonna be looking at you like. What are you doing? You know, it's kind of <laughs> out of place. Where would where, where would you go to kind of discover the new sound of a of an artist without having to hear them play their top one hundred? Where would you go? I mean, you know, well, I think that's why SoundCloud is a great resource, really, um, as far as online. You know, it's in terms of a festival. You know, let's just say you're a big fan of electronic music and you want to try and go somewhere to discover it. Where's where's the what are some of the ideal festivals that um, one would go to or check out for that? I definitely think Holy Ship is is probably like the one in terms of like getting like the newest, craziest, freshest music. Now Holy Ship, it happens twice a year. No, it happens only once a year, but it happens in January of the year, so it seems like it's 
two in a year. Or ah, it's, I gotcha. You know, so the holy ship I just last went to was January of 2015. So, or, you know, this is a really long time ago, but I'm going to it. It's coming up again in a couple of weeks. So it kind of seems can you like just, Can you talk a little bit more about holy ship and... What yeah, kind of, what, kind of, um, what kind of it is? Absolutely. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Holy Ship is probably like I don't know. For me and a, and a lot of the people I know, it's like it's the level, you know, of just a, a, amazing, amazing experiences. Electronic music. Um, it takes. It's basically like a gigantic electronic rave on a ocean liner on a huge cruise ship. It's about five thousand people um, all on this beautiful cruise ship. He leaves out of Miami, cruises around for a couple of days through the Bahamas, and comes back. Um, I think that the best part about it is, well, like the, basically the way it goes like this, most DJs and producers all summer, they're on tour, they're doing their stuff nobody really makes any new music. So all of the cool, awesome new music comes out in the, the fall and the winter when all the producers are at home and they're sitting around not doing shit. So it just so happens that Holy Ship is now the first music festival of the year. And it's really like, you know, everyone's hanging out. It's super family vibes, like everybody's friends and all the DJs and producers are all friends and they're all hanging out and all the people are hanging out. It's really beautiful vibe and everybody calls it shit fam. It's, you know, all the homies awesome. get together. And so all of the DJs are, are dropping like the hottest shit. Sorry. <laughs> uh, they're all dropping their brand new stuff, you know? Right. So like, I don't know, everyone gets really pumped and this guy wants to drop his new remix and that guy's got a new track. And so everyone's just like going nuts. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. I was just. I was just kind of talking and thinking about it, is the fact that festival season kind of comes to an end towards an end around the holidays. You know, it's hard. It's hard to profit throwing a festival on mm -hmm. Thanksgiving or around. You know, yeah. uh, Hanukkah or Christmas. It's. You know, everybody goes family. So for a while, like after symbiosis, might be the last time some people see each other or anything. So I guess yeah. Holy Ship would be where it's like, hey, I haven't been to a festival in a month. I'm itching. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think absolutely. I think you know, symbiosis was really the last one of the year. I mean, well, there were, we went to a Dirty Bird camp out too, which was really cool. That was October. Yeah. Like the very first week of October, it's like really beautiful. That was another really cool festival. So what's it? What's it like being on Holy Ship? You know, you, you show up. It's like it's basically you're going on like a Norwegian cruise line. You know, everybody's packed up. Everyone's got rooms, I'd imagine, right? Yeah, I mean that might be one of the other best parts about it too. That you, it's like the only party where you have your own little room to escape to yeah exactly so whatever you want to do you want to go kick it you want to go party with your friends like you know you can cut out and just go slip into your little room and it's like everything's so close you know you could go to the stage you're bored you walk back to your room you know then you know all your friends have other rooms you go walk in other people's rooms and you know you have your own shower and bathroom if you want so everything's really cool and I guess that's just one part of it. Is it all is it all on like the top main floor deck is everybody outside just like dancing oh. and grooving on the top deck are there like multiple levels or floors oh there's multiple levels <laughs> <laughs> sure uh the main stage is right on the top deck which i i think I'd is imagine. is just ridiculous i mean i've seen some of the best sets of my life i've seen probably all like on the top deck of holy ship some dj like you know destructo or justin martin or disclosure or whoever is just like tearing it down and you look up and, you know, big, beautiful open sky, you look around, it's, you know, middle of the Bahamas, like middle of the ocean. It's just, it's like a magical experience. Are there, are there like those visuals that you're talking about there? Are they able to provide those, you know, 
the laser show and they do splits. they they have they have some visuals it's like nothing too crazy but you know you're on, a, you're on a ship in the middle of the <laughs> exactly the exactly they're, they're, <laughs> there's only so much you could do at that point in time well they'll have like their screens but you know they're they're setting that stuff up in like a yeah. day you know like you know one cruise ship comes in and dumps everybody off they set that up that day and then you leave and we come back and as soon as we leave i think jam cruise goes out that same day so, you know what, um, I figure we just, uh, let's play a little bit of music. We'll take a music break, and we'll actually listen to a little music that was played at the, um, at, at, at Holy Ship. Oh, Holy we were Ship. just talking about okay. Holy Ship. We cool. can just play yeah. some music from Holy Ship. So here's some music, um, at Holy Ship. Here's, like, a little bit of the lineup taste for people that want to kind of get a, uh, an idea or a vibe of what kind of music that you could jam out to while you're hanging out on this awesome cruise liner in the middle of the ocean with your homies and you're just vibing with a bunch of friends. I think it's like a 5,000. So that's a pretty intimate festival. It's not something over the top crazy. Um, it's enough so you're not feeling too, like you're too familiar and just hanging out with your friends at a club. So, uh, but here's some music from that. We'll be back uh, with Festival Talk live on BFF.FM.
the power of nature. Just came in, descended. What's the current win situation? Uh, it doesn't look that too bad, to be
So that was some music from the previous Holy Ship. Uh, it's got a pretty amazing lineup. It's an amazing experience. Um, Mao here likes it. It's one of his fa his favorites at Imagine, right? And you're going to the one in January? Yeah, January. So that's January. that's coming up soon. Yeah, it's uh, January third through the sixth. Where does it? Where does uh? Where does this cruise liner festival, um, kind of come out of? Where does it dock out of? Uh, Port of Miami, and then it goes through the Caribbean down to the Bahamas. Every year they kind of do it a little differently. They they typically take a similar route, but uh, you know someday there'll be a day at sea one year, and then you'll have like a private island, or there'll be two private islands one year. Oh, you actually you actually dock somewhere. Uh, yeah. Well, the they have like you know there's little cruise routes, and the you'll take these little mini cruise boats from the giant cruise liner to these little private islands they have, and then there'll be stages set up on the islands and get to jam out and then do wait, like, wait, a wait, barbecue. Wow, dude, I just totally, I just totally changed, that just blew my mind. I thought it was like you're just on this shit for how long is it, like two three days two yeah, three days it's yeah. like three days yeah. so you know you get on one day you're kind of like the first day i imagine you're just kind of warming up and like jamming out and then maybe go hard that night uh, it's so fast that you have to go hard almost instantaneously <laughs> <laughs> like you step aboard the boat and yeah. it's instantaneous yeah. madness do you, do, I mean, at that point, do you even go back to the cabin or is that just like holding yeah, on to stuff? You just throw your shit down in the cabin and then yeah. you are out. And, and then you're then, out. And, and then next thing you know, boat. you're trying to figure out what's going on like a couple days later. And then the boat's like coming back home and you're like, wait a minute, like, <laughs> what just happened? You know, if you could have like maybe one more day on yeah. Holy Shit, maybe half a day. Is yeah. anyth anything more than that, you might die. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds awesome, man. Um, that's going to be a really great one. Again, um, I'd imagine it's probably sold out at this point. Oh, super sold out. <laughs> but yeah, you were right, too. I, I, there is two boats here. They do one in February as well. Okay, but I imagine that's probably sold out by the that's time. That's super day. sold out, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for people that want to take a really cool cruise, I actually enjoy... I've been on like a non-festival cruise. I've just been on like a Norwegian cruise line to the Bahamas before, and those are super fun because you can do lazy. It's very... Um, it's, it's not lazy, but it's just everything is around you. Everything you yeah. need is just in a very small vicinity and taken care of, and you don't have to worry about doing much. So I'd imagine for anyone that's always wanted to take a cruise and loves electronic music and wants to go with their friends. That would be the one. This would yeah. be the one. Holy ship would be the one. Check off Literally. everything off at once. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I wanted to kind of move that over. So again, we spoke a little bit about the higher end festivals like EDC where you have like 200, 300,000 people. Everything's insane, crazy visuals. You have these really niche um, festivals that are taken care of like Holy Ship, which is on a cruise line ship, which is awesome. But then you have these other middle ground camping festivals that provide more than just music. And one of the one of the rep one of the examples that we provided was Symbiosis Gathering, right? Yeah. And you've been to Symbiosis. You've been more than once, right? Yeah, or I've been going, I think, uh, since their um, 2009 Symbiosis, which was super magical experience. That was in uh, Camp May there in Yosemite Park, and oh really? That was that was kind I of. I thought a, it was always now. It takes place in Oakdale, California, on this like kind of uh, island peninsula in the river, yeah, right? Yeah. Is it uh, is that new? Is it so? You said it's so. Awesome. So about two two years ago, they they got that spot. That was the first festival they did was there two years ago, and then they just did their one in September. That was uh, revisiting that spot, and they're going to be doing another one there next year. Oh, really? In uh, Oakdale, California, the Woodward Reserve. It's really, really beautiful, beautiful location. I mean, as far as other festivals, especially in California, I mean, 
the landscape out there is just unreal. Yeah. Um, it yeah. is, it's like on a, a Finger Lake Peninsula, so you have like these big stages surrounded by water, and you can go swimming at any point in time. And it's, just hang out and yeah. just, just enjoy nature. I mean, California is absolutely one of the most beautiful states in the country, so it's great to take in all that uh, beautiful it's amazing yeah I, you know, the nights are amazing the days are amazing you know could you could you paint the picture so you go in i mean how how removed is this festival i mean you're 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 living in the city uh you know you're, you're breathing in all the smoke and the smog and you have cars honking and then you're going to symbiosis i mean are we off are we off the grid when we go out there i mean is this i mean yeah, i don't know symbiosis is the game changer really um you know as i've been to a lot of festivals i know you have two and I, I after going to that one this year they really they really stepped the game up for so many other people uh, you know for in the music festival industry um they really created like a a, a place that was just just unbelievable really? i think i spent the probably the first entire day maybe two days just walking around with my jaw on the ground to like what's happening here yeah yeah well i mean that's there's a lot of things um there's a lot of different festivals there's this one in, in closer to socal called Burgerama, which is like a rock a punk rock festival but they also offer these other experience and art experiences and symbiosis is probably would be like you said like on the level like the mecca of other experiences you're going to symbiosis you're not just standing in a field listening or staring at a stage for three days absolutely i, th I think that's the, like one of the best parts about symbiosis probably is that it's the experience is more important almost than than the music lineup is in a sense that i mean i guess they fall into the realm of the i don't know conscious festival or transformative festival might be a word some people toss around say yeah. like emissions um you know where they try to bring this like headier kind of uh I ideals into it where if you want to you can go see a lecture you know you can go talk with like some native american tribal elders you can go do a yoga workshop you can go swim or you know you could be raving over there all at the same time yeah it's, it's wow. just fantastic and and the level of art that they bring to it is, is so unreal like some of the best artists in the world really are and that's there, scattered like, throughout there's not like a, oh we have like a art exhibit in a corner over there it's no like, no yeah it, it was fully integrated everything was everywhere and like the details on this thing were, were just unbelievable like every square inch was like taken care of with some beautiful details that just made just this experience was un unbelievable oh that's you know, amazing i can't stress it enough like, yeah. it, it was it are was there some are there some memorable moments that you've had in the past or is it just i had an amazing time that was a dream it you know what <laughs> i mean it'd be so hard for me to even just pick out one moment at a time that's that was just unreal was, you know besides that besides the fact that it's an amazing festival it's like all your friends are there you know yeah. everyone there is such a beautiful family vibe that everyone is just hanging out getting down like just really genuinely enjoying life and enjoying their time there yeah yeah with well kind of the the same thing with every festival you know depending on the size of it depending on the the vibe and the energy you know would symbiosis is definitely not the place you're going to go and see a bunch of you know uh drunk bros no you know, yeah, pushing around left and right and you know yeah I taking exactly keg stands and, <laughs> fucked up and a bunch of sloppy girls yeah, it's it's definitely a different vibe. It's it's a really really fantastic vibe. I would recommend anybody going to that festival if you know you really just want to have a, an amazing experience that is like almost not comparable to anything else. Like that would be the festival to go to. Oh wow, 
Are there any other ones that are kind of similar to Symbiosis that you could think of? I mean, you know, Lightning in a Bottle probably is about as close as it gets. Yeah. Um, I'd also, you know, like to throw out really quick about Symbiosis. One of the things that make them really, really fantastic is that all of their stages and stuff like that, a lot of other people have these kind of prefab things that they roll up, pop up, or, you know, their visual screens or whatever. They build everything at Symbiosis by hand. It's absolutely insane the amount of work that goes into it and, and you wouldn't even know like every one of their stages is really unique all their deco is really unique like you're not going to see that stuff anywhere else yeah and there, I'd, I'd imagine there's no corporate sponsorships everywhere you know you're no. not at yeah. the pepsi stage <laughs> <laughs> yeah no not at all not at all it's it's really cool like that oh that's amazing yeah yeah so um let's actually play some music from symbiosis um, and then again, we just kind of painted the picture for you. So you're in this serene, very beautiful, rich, lavish, um, outdoorsy festival with everyone's just vibing and smiling and doing yoga and there's artwork and there's people dancing and there's people hanging out in the water. Um, so here's some music from Symbiosis. And then uh, after the music break, we'll come back and we'll chat a little bit more.
Get up. 
So that was a little bit of music from, you know, the, the, the last festival of Symbiosis. Um, and it's, you know, it's a really great experience. It's a really wonderful medium-sized festival that you can get more than just the music. It's brought the experience and this kind of a very transformative uh, ability that's offered there for you to kind of receive and, and go through and, and not only jam out. I mean, you can jam out and they would love for you to jam out because there's DJs playing amazing music, but there's also so much more involved and like you can almost leave as a better person. So, I mean, again, with electronic festivals, they all really offer some really cool, there's a lot of cool things you can do with it. And one of the other funny, or not funny, but one of the other very unique and interesting um, festivals that we can talk about was Dirty Bird. It's a local San Francisco record label, right, I believe so, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And they do a Dirty Bird campout. Yeah, this was their this was their first year doing a, a music festival. No, it was a cool one. It was, it was small. I think it was under three thousand people this year. Um, it's in. They hold it in October. It's called the Dairy Bird Campout. Yeah, October second through the fourth or something like that. Um, it was in Southern California uh, at what is it? Oak Canyon Park in Silverado, California. Uh, it's actually the original location of Lightning in a Bottle from like years and years ago. Oh, really? So yeah, it's it's a really really beautiful property. It's an actual camp, like a summer camp vibes. <laughs> like there's like a little lake there. And they're doing you do a paddle boat race in the lake and so it's uh, like it's like if wet hot American summer was uh, electronic music festival. It's exactly that. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a really fantastic. It's a, it was a really fun experience. Uh, totally unique in that sense too. Um, Dirty Bird's been doing parties. Uh, they've been you know putting out some amazing music on their label for for you know over a decade. Uh, they're a huge staple in the electronic music scene. They've they've kind of created their own dynamic in, in the house music scene too. A lot of the artists on Dirty Bird are just next level. I mean, Claude Von Stroke and Justin Martin, uh, Christian Martin, Jay Flip, Shibasan. Oh, no, he's not on there. Sorry, not Shibasan. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Either way, a lot of these guys, uh, they're really, really amazing artists doing a lot of a lot of really cool things. And so it's cool to see their entire record label roster was there, plus yeah. a whole bunch of their homies. Oh, that's um, awesome. So it's like, it's, 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 it's a great place for them to be a showcase for their own talented musicians. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they, again, they were going with the super duper family vibe. It was really just amazing. Um, oh, how big and, was this? You know, you're talking, you're talking summer festival. You're talking like a like an actual like summer camp, like size. They they set it up just like it's a summer camp, and in, in that respect too, is they held cheers. Like there's a stage right over here, and you kind of get bored or want to do whatever, and you need to go back to camp. Your camp is like right over there. It will, yeah. like, takes like five minutes to get back. So it was really cool. Everything was super duper close. So like you know, it's really intimate, really fun. Um, I think, you know, the best part about it, that being a summer camp, they had the opportunity to play tons of games. They had, like, a lot of team-building exercises, which are really cool. What are, what are team-building exercises that you could do at a music festival? <laughs> I mean, okay, so say, like, uh, you you kind of went there alone or you want to do some stuff, your crew's not down with it, you could just go sign up, and they had teams, like, red, purple, orange green team stuff like that so you can go sign up on a team and then they have daily activities whether it's like archery dodgeball you know kick, <laughs> kickball game like all this stuff you know and like yeah. the, and so the team with the most amount of points wins and say they they gave out bandanas to everyone so everyone with the oh, purple really? bandana yeah team purple you know you see other people with you know their purple bandanas y'all get together or you know they'll make the announcements over the loudspeakers like camp on Awana style <laughs> and uh, 
You know, we I actually played archery. Got an archery merit badge. Did you really? You got a? Did, did, yeah. did they give out like badges or like just pins that are kind of like merit pins? I mean, they were giving them out uh, like you had to get them, though. You know what I mean? They don't just hand them to anybody. Yeah, um, you had to earn it. Yeah, I actually got one from Claude himself, which was oh really, really? huge. And that's uh, the director of uh, he, Dirty Bird. Yeah, right? he's the he's the main main guy behind Dirty Bird. Nice, that's awesome. So again, I guess really. In terms of all the word festival is ambiguous. The festival can be either something on a boat, on a cruise line ship performance, or it could be a summer camp themed <laughs> yeah. electronic festival. Are there any other like kind of niche like 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 kind of those different variety themed festivals that you've you've been to or have seen or heard of? Let me think on that. Like a different variety. Like what's the next level? I mean, it seems like people got music everywhere. That's I mean, true. I know they might do a hot air balloon music festival next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be pretty. That'd be pretty wild. Yeah, that'd be fun. You know, <laughs> like, you know they got the technology to like. You do know, they, they? I wonder if they ever have a uh, a music festival on a plane. So like, we're gonna take a trip. Mm. We're gonna take a trip from like here to like, or from like, you know, SF to New York. And the entire flight, we're gonna have a DJ set. Or is it, I'm sure there's like some cool. serious like very cool. <laughs> regulations against it. It'd have to, it'd have to, it'd have to be like a jumbo. Plan. I it would have to be a big plan, you know. Yeah, you probably want a lot of people on there, or a blimp maybe. A blimp would be set, would be pretty you know, dope. Maybe be a private blimp. I don't know. A, a, a blimp <laughs> festival. Blimp do they, they still have? Do they? I mean, I mean they, they still have blimps. Yeah, but they do, got them. But do, do they still allow people in them? Like the only ones I ever hear of is like the the uh, uh, like the, not the Geico but like the MetLife blimp or something. Oh, there's what is that Michelin blimp? Yeah, or, yeah. Or but do, are are like more than two people allowed to be in it? I don't know. I just think of ever since I, like the big I, explosion of. Uh, I actually looked up blimp rides a while ago. Did you really? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Because I, I just don't know why I did it, Because you wanted to throw your own blimp yeah, music festival. exactly. Or I would have, like, a, a <laughs> private fest. blimp party or whatever, blimp. you know. And, a blimp uh, party sounds awesome. I think you can get about a dozen people in a blimp. Really? Uh, yeah. And you can ride around for a couple hours. It's that sounds extremely expensive. But, oh, yeah. I guess know, it would be a little a pretty Blimp it ain't cheap. Blimp it ain't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll... Um, We'll play a little music. Is there anything else you wanted to kind of just chat about in Dirty Bird? If somebody wanted to kind of, you know, if they're looking into some electronic festivals for 2016, you know, this is obviously one that you would recommend, this Dirty Bird camp out. If I would, yeah, I would definitely recommend that one. Um, they did a really great job. I mean, as far as, you know, friends and community and just being able to meet people and have a really fun time, like that, that was a fantastic one. Um, I also really appreciate the fact that you know, any one style of music can be really uh, boring and repetitive after a while. And, you know, they're mainly being a house music label. They actually did one night where it was just all bass music, which was a complete shock. But they brought in some really good artists like Eprom and, and Christian Martin played a, a incredibly long bass set that uh, was just just amazing. You know, really? it, it was completely next level, super unexpected and... It was a really nice change of pace. So. Yeah, and I was and you, and you brought the uh, the field guide with you from the last one. I was reading through yeah. it, and it looks like they took good care of the the patrons. You know, you're not you're you don't feel like you're a second class person that's just there and you paid them money. Yeah, not at all. I mean, everything they kept everything really nice, super cool. Everybody's really respectful of the land and the property. Uh, it was really beautiful. I mean, even they kept the bathrooms clean, like you know, which is always a nightmare. Yeah, and you felt festivals. safe, and it felt like the people that organized it. 
had Absolutely. control over everything. Like, you know, for the most part, it, all of the artists who are, are hanging out, like, everyone's just walking around, you know, yeah. like, just kicking it and, and being friends, you know, and, you know, you could, you could approach them and it's not like, you know... There's like this separation between you like and the artist. It's like the VIP tent area. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like you can just see people walking around, and you know, there was there was the first night I think that Justin Martin did a, a pizza party. Oh really? And yeah, it was really cool. You know, so there was a, the pizza making booth, and Justin Martin's in there hanging, you know, yeah. eating pizza with everybody. And no, people street. people probably tented up for this. Uh, did people bring RVs too? Were there RVs yeah, allowed? Yeah, or? People had RVs and tents, and I mean, on the last day it rained, which. Kind of, you know, complicated things, you know. Did you say? Did you stick through the rain? Yeah, we stuck through the rain. Um, it it was funny. It's definitely a very Southern California festival, you know, in, in that respect. I mean, it, it's almost impossible to, you know, for people who don't live in California to explain the difference between North California and South California, but. It started raining and everyone decided to bounce. There was like so many people like getting up and leaving and Yeah, yeah, their vibe uh, is just totally killed with the rain. Exactly. If it you know, if that festival was in Northern California, it's like nobody would care. Like no, everybody just get would be money. more than happy to be running around in, the, in mud and you know, rolling around and being filthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to go they need to go they need to go back to their their sandy warm sun-kissed beaches yeah I, yeah there uh, was it the rain dance music festival another small uh, transformative music festival we went to a few years ago that was just pouring rain or like a oh lot does of, it, a lot does of it actually rain during the rain dance it, festival it actually rained that year it's usually really nice and, and sunny but it actually rained that year and no one cared like it yeah. was totally awesome this is a northern california festival everyone was just out they were still playing music like they just did not skip a beat yeah, yeah, no, I was, I was, uh, I was in New Orleans for Voodoo Fest uh, over Halloween, and it was like torrential hurricane downpour, and there was like oh, Hurricane yeah. Watch, and or no, it was Tornado Watch, and there was flooding watches, and obviously New Orleans doesn't has a bad history of uh, uh-huh. <laughs> tragic history of flooding. So, um, but I remember, I mean, I mean, there's a few people as walking on the third day. It was super rainy, but I was covered. In, I was like jumping in puddles. Because there's some people yeah, that like awesome. that kind of stuff. I mean, there's awesome yeah. music being played. You just fun. cover yourself in mud. Why not? We're, we're all just animals. You, you, you know, once it gets to a point, you're just so wet or dirty that it doesn't matter it doesn't anymore. doesn't matter. Like, what are you going to do? You it's, know? it's consistently shower. You're consistently being yeah, showered. Yeah, might as well not let that in, impede upon your good time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, not going anywhere and no showers to be had. So yeah. it's like... <laughs> so we're going to take a, a quick uh, music break again. We'll play some music from, uh, you know, Dirty Bird, give people an example of some of the vibes and the tunes that you could hear. And this is the Dirty Bird camp out, right? That's right. And it's in October. October. They do a Dirty Bird barbecue series throughout the year, too, which is really cool. Uh, they just set up in, in a lot of major cities, uh, New York, Chicago, uh, L.A., San Francisco, and they just tour around and... Yeah. Again, it's another really cool like chance to hang out where they'll, they'll set up a barbecue and actually be be grilling and cooking food. You come and eat, hang out. It's like typically day parties, a bunch of DJs. And you usually have a special guest or two. Oh, that's pretty rad. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. All right, so here's uh, here's some quick music, and uh, we'll be back with uh, with Adam, and uh, we're on Festival Talks. Thanks for uh, tuning in.
All right, so that kind of brings us to an end of this week's festival talk. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We had a really special electronic festival theme today. Uh, I wanted to thank again our guest, Adam. Thank you for coming on today. And Ooh, thanks for having me, David. Sharing your thoughts. And we kind of went over, what, Symbiosis? Symbiosis Gathering, yep. yep. Um, I think you could check them out on symbiosisgathering.com. Yeah. Or, you know, find them on Facebook. Uh, we did Hol- Holy Ship. The Holy Ship, which we're going to in January, which yep. is super rad. January. And then there's the one October, which is the Dirty Bird uh, Campground or Camping Camp, out, camp yeah. out, yeah, which people should keep on their radars for anyone who wants to try something oh, absolutely. different. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, and you again, you uh, you're a DJ yourself, so that was meow. Uh, yeah, SoundCloud.com backslash M E O W three three zero. Awesome, yeah. cool. Well, thanks again for joining us on the on the show today. Uh, for anyone else, again, the list of our tracks is on the site. So again, this was Festival Talk. I'm your host, David Sikorsky. Thank you again for tuning in to BFF.FM. <laughs>